I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! And look at Goldberg! He's ready! Oh, yeah! It's going to be the biggest battleground in the history of our sport. This is the Classic Night Review! That's Eric Bischoff trapped in a box. We are back in the mid-90s. Watching every episode of Monday Nitro from its very beginning to its bitter end, or indeed ours. Who be we? I be Fake Geordie, radio presenter with that portfolio, Tom Campbell, along with our resident WCW kid, Sam Driver. All right. Mate, it's nearly, it's fucking nearly Cardiff o'clock. I know it is. Oh my God, we're going to Cardiff, Cardiff, mate. I don't know why you're so excited. I'm so excited, because me and you are going to go out for a bit. We'll have a lovely time. Well, it's it's going to be great. Me, it is going to be and great. And Andrew like, let me great not, time. like I am excited to see the event. I'm Best looking forward time. to it. But you got no idea how busy these trips are. I'm ready for work. You got no idea how busy these trips are. Work horsemen. Work horsemen. I know you are, but I Work horsemen of the apocalypse. I just all I'm saying is just prep yourself for life just hitting you in the face and time dissolving. Like it's nothing. Time is a construct of human perception. Yeah, you'll be saying that at about 8 a.m. and then all of a sudden you're back at the hotel covered in gear and it's three <laughs> hours late and you're like, hey, how's it too? Well, I'm ready for it to zip by. Yeah. I'm ready to have a lovely time to watch some... Re- Did you see the lovely itinerary from the press team that we I have. Sent? I have not had a good chance to look it over properly, Ooh. but I've seen the events that are detailed and ran down mm. and... Uh, I don't know if we can talk about any of them publicly, but it I don't looks think interesting. It looks it's very interesting. It's like a lovely time. Yeah. As you say, it's going to be busy as all heckles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be like five, six cups of coffee that morning. Like, last presser I did was 4 a.m. wake up, I think 4.30 call, and that was bad. <laughs> that was like a literal pot of coffee before, oh. before turning up, just downing it. My alarm normally goes off at R4, and then my cat goes off at 25 to 5. Yeah. So, like, I'm that's I'm already pretty primed that's for good. a 4.30 that's alarm. That's good. You, so then I'm you ready can for kick that, me awake, then. I'm ready for that. Hard as you can, right like, in the face. Give a big old kick. I'll just, do, I'll just do what my cat does and just scratch on the blinds. <laughs> just climb on my chest and gently start pawing my face. Just purr at you and <laughs> shout, I want breakfast! <laughs> I don't actually know to do what my cat does. I go, I want breakfast, I just, but I don't want to eat breakfast. I just want to look at the breakfast. So I just made. pull out like a kibble box and out comes like, I don't know, like porridge ah. or like pancakes or something. And I go, this will keep you placated like for five minutes. <laughs> you kind of pour it and then walk off. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. Make the mistake of letting you out the room. And so you just sit at the door, just going, meow, <laughs> meow. I don't want to come in. I just want the option of coming in. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't want to come in. I just want, if I want to come in, I want to be able to. It's all the, he's, fucking little, he's a little fucking, I love him. He's a fucking little dick. We're recording this well, on Black Cat Appreciation yeah, Day. Yes, Black Cat Appreciation Day, so but be careful what you say. He's a little fucking dick for that. In the morning yeah. when he'll just go, want to go out? And you open the door and you go, okay, that's fine. Cooper's fine. It's it's just now he's been in the backyard, so now he's like, I want to go outside now. And it's like you're an indoor cat though, man. You can't, unless, if you're not going to keep a collar on, you're not going out, out. But dad, I want to be where the people are. But it, it's like there's a main road, there's all sorts, so it's going to be a case of get him on a lead after he gets used to a collar, make sure he's familiar with the area, make sure he knows that there's a massive busy road, and then if he's not a little arsehole, then we'll let him out. Can I recommend a harness for, from, well, my, from personal experience? The harness will be what we did do first, I think. We'll take him out on a harness um, just to get him used to the area because there's like cars and all sorts of stuff, but... Yeah. Fun fact, though, that I learned when Pablo did a runner to yeah. the week is that indoor cats, even if they don't know the area, yeah. they'll go no further than 50 meters. Ah, okay. So they'll stay local if they don't know the area. So even right. if Cooper did get out, yeah. he, the best bet is to check like in the bushes nearby. I mean, there's just a giant field. That's the one worry. There's just a giant field. He won't go that far into it. Right. Fingers he'll, crossed. He'll find a little corner. And he'll just go near, and, and then what you do is, even if he buggers off, we do what we did, you put out his litter tray and his food, yeah. and just stand back, and eventually he'll go, oh, I'm hungry now. Yeah. And then he'll find his way back. They're, they're weird <laughs> like that, cats. Even if they don't know the area, they'll stay relatively local to stop themselves from going missing. Yeah. And you've been staying local via dropping us an email to our mailbag, classic at cultaholic.com. Uh, your thoughts, questions, and concerns for all your classic review needs. Hello, gentlemen! Says uh, Quetzal. I hope I've pronounced you right. Uh, we tweet a few times, sir. Thank you very much for uh, it's either Quetzal or Quetzal. I was going to say Quetzal or Quetzal. Uh, I, I recognize it now from Twitch. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think it's that, Jess. So thank you so much. Thank uh, you very much. Uh, listening in Mexico, who says, mm-hmm. Hope you're both doing well. I love the 90s talk and the bit of wrestling in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we talk about wrestling. We don't. With all the stuff that Hulk Hogan has made in what you cover on Nitro, it's awfully impressive how he managed to convince wrestlers, producers, and bookers to do things the way he wanted them to, because Hogan knows best. Yeah. Uh, That being said, my question is, if Hogan came to work for Cultaholic, do you think you would fall for the good old Hogan charm, or would you be able to outsmart him? This is a great question. I think the the problem herein is that uh, this is going to sound horrible, but Hulk Hogan's a bit older and frailer, so I'm fairly (laughs) sure while he poses a moderate physical threat to us, because the guy (laughs) still works out, and he's still, you know, 24-inch pythons and all that jazz, I reckon that he wouldn't be ready for the fact that the first thing we would do is use him. Oh, I see. Because we'd just be like, sit down, right, shoot on fucking, shoot on Greg Valentine. <laughs> right, now shoot on, shoot on Brutus. I don't want to shoot on Brutus. Shoot on Brutus now. And then we've got a baguette, like a hardened baguette, and we'll keep banging it on the table. Uh, <laughs> so he knows it's hard. <clears throat> no, I mean, Christ, if Hulk Hogan walked in, the first thing we'd do would be like, right, let's do Get as much physical content possible. If it was, yeah, if it was, if it was a situation in which we had to have him on, on employ, it would be a case of right. Let's let's get as much content out of them as physically possible that yeah. people want, and then we'll take it from there. And then soon you'll have like Hulk uh, doing Twitch streams, playing what would Hulk asteroids, play on? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> he's got a fucking Vectrex, and he can't he can't hook it up. So he's sort of sat playing it like this, as if that was the vector like this on on stream. <laughs> But he keeps, every time he turns around, he's blocking the screen so you can hear it. <laughs> Maybe on Nintendo Wii. I like the idea of him playing Wii Sports. I like the idea of him in Hell on a Smell. 
Oh. Hogan in a, a smell chamber. Locking Hogan in a smell chamber. Yeah. You dumping beans on me, brother. <laughs> protein. <laughs> Stop dumping, yeah. Stop dumping protein powder on me. Yeah, okay. Good answer. We'd use him. Uh, hello, Classic Nitro lads. And they spelt it with a Z. Yeah. Cool. 90s. If the Dungeon of Doom were to make a modern day comeback in WWE, who would you put in the faction? In case I don't speak to you before, many happy returns during the season of the Christmas Bee. Eric of North Dakota. That's a throwback. Thank you for that. Yeah. Nicely done. Nicely done. So a modern day Dungeon of Doom. I got a couple we love of the dungeon. I the Hanna Barbera cartoon that is the Dungeon of Doom. It needs to fucking happen. <laughs> I, I am insistent on it happening. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to buy Hanna Barbera myself. <laughs> do it that way. I used to think Hanna Barbera was one person. Yeah, I can see that though because <laughs> it was the same with Klasky Supo with yeah. Rugrats. I didn't realize that was until later on. You thought it was one Even person. Even though their names literally appear in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got a couple of answers for this. So. Um, in terms of like the roles, there's a lot of people in the Dungeon of Doom, so I've kind of finagled it down to uh, an ultimate leader, a main leader, like a Sullivan, a giant, um, muscle A, muscle B, a Meng type, and a Hugh Morris type. Nice. So my initial pitch is now that he is the biggest, you know, we, we finally know as the, the current meme is doing the rounds, we know what was in the lockbox, Vince. Uh, Shane is the master. He is the King Curtis. Ooh. Uh, and it's all going to be pre-taped shit as it was with King Curtis. Uh, and then there'll be Bray in the Sullivan position, the de facto leader underneath the higher power. And then Omos is the giant junior, the grandson of Andre the Giant. Otis nice. is the Megalodon, doing War Tenter Proud. Uh, Rick Boogs as El Ijo del Zodiac and whenever they beat down Nakamura because I mean come on it's mid card uh, it's a horrible thing to say Nakamura mid card fucking hell yeah. uh, <laughs> whenever they beat down Nakamura he's in there kind of going no don't do it like, like Ed Leslie used to be uh, Wendy Chu in the Meng position she kind of yeah, we're going to have to work on the whole powerhouse threat thing. Uh, but she mainly uses her power of sleep to take people into strange and alternate dimensions in which they always lose. Uh, dream world. Uh, and then vacant in the Hugh Morris role. And it's just a guy in a gray morph suit, not particularly toned, <laughs> just an average bloke. Um, he just comes out. Uh, and he's named deliberately in a manner that whenever a belt gets vacated, which is every like three weeks, uh, he just walks down and grabs it. And then they've got it. They've the got it. Yeah. He just steals it. Wow. But then I thought actually about it and I figured the best way to do it, if we wanted to try and treat it semi-seriously, which is a fucking statement and a half considering it is. It's the dungeon of, the dungeon of doom. doom uh, the master I would have is Sullivan. You'd have oh, so Sullivan would graduate to the master. Sullivan would be the King Curtis, ah. so you could do a load of pre-tapes, uh, and then under that, of course, we stick with Bray as the leader. Uh, Omos in the giant position, Muscle A, which is your tent or your Vader type, either Otis or Dave Mastiff. Uh, Dave muscle Mastiff. B, which is a more crazed muscle, uh, T-Bar, uh, Meng position. I'd either have Asuka or Rhea, just like literally the only person there who can kick ass and actually get consistent wins yeah. while everybody else is just flubbing about. Uh, and then in the Morris role, Mad Cat Moss. Because Ma his stand-up career has failed him and it's driven him insane. Comedy. And now he's not sure what's funny and what's not, Tom. He's not sure what's funny and what's not, Tom. He's going to laugh and he's sadistic and he's twisted and he's Mad Cat Moss. Oh, <laughs> no. I like that. What about you? See, now I feel bad because 
for mine, I just put for comedy value. <laughs> this is what it's all about, though. I went too too serious. No, no, because mine is have every role played by Von Wagner. Oh, <laughs> so now. they're all backstage skits, but they're like you, green screen. Please say that they do, they are not committing any form of financial resources to this at all. No, it's so it's, it's, it's him well, plus they, multiple outfits, just literally quickly changing. <laughs> And then changing where he's standing and responding to where he was. And then he's quickly got to get his fucking Sullivan makeup back on. And he's like... So by the end of it, he's sweating. He's got makeup half on, half off. Yeah. He's got two... He's, he's, he's got mixed up. Do you remember that time on Twitch where I did One Man Shakespeare? Yes. It's that. Well, by by week two, he's probably smartened up enough to, to have seen some old episodes of American Dad or something while he was you know, <laughs> lying there. You know, just some some base level comedy while he's just lying there in his hotel room knackered after all the quick changes and he realizes that if he just paints himself up half of each he can then do sideways ah. on but then he's got to do a quick quick change and then he's got to do it again and he needs a box for the giant obviously because he's got to stand up and it's it's, it's a co- absolutely if, colossal if clever, mind fuck he'll but whittle it down work. to a fine art and he'll, yeah. and, he'll, and he'll take away all the extraneous what you're steps. saying is if he wants to stay employed he's going to do what you say Tom absolutely same way if Hogan wants to stay employed. What a callous boss. <laughs> if Hogan was... Same for Hogan. Same for Hogan. Before we move on from the mailbag, I want to give a special shout to a Twitter account uh, that, that came to my attention that I gave a follow to the other day, which is Cultaholic Classic Reviews Out of Context. Ah, oh, nice. I'm very happy. That, thank you to whoever set up at Cultaholic OOC. Thank you, thank uh, you, thank you. It's quotes from the Raw, Smackdown and Nitro Classic Reviews. Uh, let you take that out of context. Let's get the Hanna-Barbera thing. Let's, let's get that going. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Stick some of those bad boy quotes in there. That would be greatly appreciated. Uh, you can email us, classic at cultaholic.com, uh, for your thoughts, comments, and concerns. We're going to go into Nitro for this week very shortly, but quick to look around the real world in February the 5th, 1996. Father of the Bride. Yeah, you part- say Mariah Carey one more time, by the way. Throughout this entire opening segment, I'm out. But anyway, okay. Father what? Father Bride Part 2 is okay. number one in the UK box office. Yeah. Um, Black Sheep, uh, the American comedy starring Chris Farley and David Spade. I was going to say, number one in the that, box that office. took me by surprise a second there because my brain immediately went to the New Zealand like sheep zombie holocaust film. Oh. <laughs> which is brilliant. That's a great film. There's another one. There's a similar one uh, set in Ireland called Grabbers. Which is about a bunch of people who, like, they're at the pub while an alien invasion happens, but the aliens, um, they work out that the aliens kind of sense movement and life based on brainwaves. So to survive, they have to try and defeat them, but they've got to stay as drunk as physically possible, (laughs) uh, which is another one in a similar vein. So just sit in the pub and drink in a way to avoid the alien Well, no, they've they've got to go and proactively stop it, but they have to stay drunk, otherwise they'll be detected. Wow! So it's 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 class. That's, it's 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 almost like a, a nice spin on from uh, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's in kind a of weird similar kind of way. Yeah. Uh, the UK chart sees Babylon Zoo Spaceman in at number one. I always wanted you to go, go into, into Spaceman. Space we only ever remember the first part of that song. Yeah, it slows down into into like the the kind of more grungy. Sounds a bit placebo-y, on. like ground control. We come to take a little bit. Yeah. It's a bit placebo-y. Little bit. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that, Tom. Not wrong with that at all. One of the greatest all. bands uh, that that came out of our fledgling '90s scene. Sang and a then song about music here died, and that was it. <laughs> 
You had feeder, you had manix, you had placebo. How do you fuck it all up, Tom? How do you fuck it up? You had Mean Fiddler running the festivals, and now it's just Festival Republic and BBC kicking them off a cliff one by one each year. That it is. That it is. I'm sickened. <laughs> <laughs> and and there is a song called One Sweet Day, top of the billboard in the US. I can't. Which is by? I can't redo it. Which is by? I can't redo it. Which is by? Mary somebody. Is it by Whitney Houston, Tom? No, sadly not. That's good, because if it was, I was going to wage war on the entire country <laughs> of America. Just me. It's good. I was going to turn up on a flight, not even like announce it before. I just turn up on a flight, walk up to like the gates of the White House and be like, yo, you and me. <laughs> and then out comes Biden. And we have like an absolute, you know, like Anoki versus Ali like that. Oh. Like barn burner of a match that is definitely remembered fondly and not for the kind of awkward... <laughs> fighting that went on within it. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best part. Uh, February the 5th this week, uh, British supermarket chains stock genetically modified tomato puree. This is important because it's the first GM food to be sold in this country. Where do you stand on the whole GM thing? Because it was such a fucking mm. huge deal back then, wasn't it? It was GM and then it was MSG and, and now it's still kind of like all floating about in the ether. But I reckon if you can make, like in The Simpsons, if you can, you know, add steroids to a tomato to make it the size of, of a beach ball, do it. I think there's something to be said for, obviously, as long as there's no long-term effects. Yeah, of course. GM yeah, yeah, yeah. Food, that if you can make more food to feed more people, fail to see how that's a bad thing. It's a nice thing, but what I really want, Tom, is you fuck all that off. I want a GM aisle in the supermarket where it's like, hey, here's a pepper, but it looks like a watermelon. And then you pick it up and bite into it. And you're like, holy shit, it's a giant bell pepper. Or like, here is a super realistic Abraham Lincoln bust. And you bite into it. It looks like, like he's just sat next to you. You bite into and it's ham it's all ham Abraham Lincoln exactly <gasps> that's incredible can you imagine genetically modified Snickers it'd be like the size of a small family car Christ that'd give you a nut allergy yeah jeez it'd turn suckers. you into a nut <laughs> So I've got nothing against GM. Uh, when it comes to MSG, um, I just wish they'd use the ramp down the middle. <laughs> do you know the crack with do you know the crack with monosodium glutamate though yeah, I wish they used the ramp down the middle. <laughs> but you know, you know why it's so dangerous. Uh, no, it's the addictive factor in food. I remember being told in school because so, it makes you want to go. Num, num, this, so this when you eat like a, a couple more. of Pringles and the ones you pop, you can't stop that. They can't say anymore because pills. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the the whole thing kind of has this effect on you, like where it's like, oh, I just have a couple more. It's like McDonald's and all sorts of fast food and shit, which is why you see a lot of like no MSG now. Uh, and you see a lot of people kind of like, no, we don't do that. But it's, uh, could you add it to shit? And people are like, oh, it's just so oh, Moorish. Oh, delicious shit. So creamy. <laughs> oh, lovely. Creamy. I can't wait to go to the toilet you know. again. <laughs> we'd, never, we'd never buy food again. Just sprinkle some in the loo oh. after you're done. Oh. Would you buy food again? You'd have to. You'd have to because you your your human bodily waste is is what it's already taken all the nutrients it can from it, right? Yeah. So anything that's left, stuff your body doesn't really want. It's just like rinsing out a tea towel too much, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. So you'd just be eating stuff your body didn't want over and over again, which, to be honest, is pretty much my diet. It's what we anyway. do all the time, anyway. I just eat Haribo all the time, <laughs> uh, and I don't think Haribo is one of the core food groups, no matter how much I. 
campaign mm. for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think there's a movement. Maybe M- oh, think about GM Harry. Bow. Look, if you look at all the oh my fucking god! I but bought. I think me and Alex bought a like a massive size of a bear. Bought we bought one of them. We bought like a novelty size yeah. jelly bear. And it was oh, it was grim. Yeah, it I, was it was heavy going. I think the the thing is like I've never seen Haribo do any giant ones, but whenever I've seen those giant like ridiculous sweets, um, they're all like kind of same shitty sugary like um, like fruit sweet. Mm. Like they're all trying to be like a star mix jelly bear basically, but. The, the taste's always wrong. It's far too perfumey. It's awful. But if it was Haribo, if it was an officially licensed Haribo product. Yeah, if, Haribo, if, if, if Keith Haribo was the one. Haribo should it. just be selling their stuff bottled, man. Like, how bad can it be for you? Yeah. Like, like a thousand like calories a, a bottle? Like Boom, a li- two like of those li- a day and that's you done. Like liquid Haribo? Yeah, they could, uh, like a meal replacement program. Ooh. Yeah. Is there something that's close to liquid Haribo? Would that be like neat squash? Uh, Would neat squash be... Probably with a little bit of gelatin stirred in. Yeah. Kept at a moderate temperature. That's delicious. <laughs> Beeswax is what Haribo uses, though. Oh. Use that. I keep getting told to mind my own. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> For fuck's sake. <laughs> but yeah, they're all... Bangers there was today. a fucking gummy controller, I remember, once as well. Oh! Oh, Stop what are you it. supposed to do? Fucking pretend you're playing with it. Get your grubby hand juice all over oh, it. Look, and then just and... eat half of it, throw it back in the packet. And then two days later after Boxing Day, you're like, ooh. <laughs> and you're eating some moldy hand bacteria soaked, mm-hmm. like half controller that tastes like, I don't like Japanese grape flavor. I just can't get away with it. It's too perfumey, but it always tastes like that. It's that kind of Yeah. It's, what would you say? Like, it's, it's not acidic. It's um, it's like a, like a, like a it's the noise that Alex would make. It's a bit like a khaki, like a tackiness to it. Uh, yeah, it's got like a like a clackiness, a clackiness to yeah. it. Yeah, it's not very nice. It's not very no. nice. Uh, in other news for this week, on February the tenth in nineteen ninety six, mm-hmm. IBM computer Deep Blue made the news. Do you know why? Is this when it beats Gary Kasparov at chess? Gary Kasparov. Fucking uh, poor Kasparov. <laughs> looks at the lights for Deep Blue. In, a, <laughs> in the first time a computer has won a game of chess against a reigning human chess champion. Deep Blue's win is seen as sig- symbolically significant, a sign that artificial intelligence was catching up to human intelligence it was and a, possibly the beginning of Terminator 2. It was a big fucking deal, this. Mm. Like, a big deal. And you, the moment he makes the move, you can see. It's like the Ralph Wiggum tape. Like if you've never seen it, it, it's fascinating. Like the the whole idea was that IBM were programming chess machines to try and take down somebody, and this is the point where it actually did. And as Tom said, it's this kind of AI victory. But Kasparov makes the move, and then immediately you can like frame by frame the point where he realizes and his heart breaks, and oh. it's just like, oh, <laughs> there's just some guy making deep blues moves for it. Just going, <laughs> oh, <you're> <laughs> <devastating>. <laughs> Plus, IBM <laughs> or evil, Stanley Kubrick tried to warn you all about it. <laughs> he Do some digging. Did. They are a fucking evil company. I get more and more terrified as I get older about technology. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was peaked over the weekend when a video did the rounds on Twitter. I don't know if you saw this, of a robotics company in America yeah. that gave a snake leg. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. They, uh, I saw as well today that the, the press who've been using the image didn't once contact the original upload of permission. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, Basic. it's, uh, 
ridiculous, but I, I think it's... Uh, I don't think snakes needed legs. No, but I think it, it's a useful way of kind of testing different stuff, isn't it? It's like, can you make more and more ridiculous things and how can they move? It, mm. Does this have a real world application? Can you do it this way or that way? Like for that, imagine like, because they have a lot of... Um, they've got a lot of cables that are kind of like snakes anyway. So if they put, say, a, a robotic cable camera, say they needed to get into the hull of a ship or something and it's docked, but they can't get in. But if there's a small enough clearance to carry that thing through with that bit of drain pipe on top of it, with that camera inside, then after it reaches a certain point, that camera can then climb up and go in, like on its own, then I could see the use. But like with an actual snake, I think it's just meme value. <laughs> <laughs> it is lol, look at that, it's but snake. I, you know, there was another weird thing with technology that we did the other day, which should hopefully be out by now, which is the AI episode of Raw. Oh my good God. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, if you now there'll be there'll be Tom detractors who will be delighted to know. I think I nearly died watching this video. I genuinely think there was a moment <laughs> where my heart fluttered. And as a man that has a history of heart palpitations, I think I nearly died at work <laughs> watching AI Raw. It's, if you've not seen it, it should oh, be on the channel Jesus, by now. It's um, amazing. I took a OpenAI writing software uh, and and used that to basically flesh out a script for Raw. So I went. Okay, give me a card for an episode of Monday Night Raw, like a surprising card, shocking card, tried all these different combinations. Eventually got something that worked, and then it was like, okay, uh, let's go from there and just sort of try to get it to write it segment by segment. And of course, it, it all has wonderfully disastrous effects, uh, and the imagery is all AI-generated, <laughs> the voices are all AI-generated, uh, the script's all AI-generated, the entrance music's all AI-generated, uh, and there's there's a couple of other things throughout. Uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's something we've been working on for a little bit. Whenever you've heard me talk about, you know, oh, secret Secret shit. projects. Um, that's one of them, but it's hopefully out there, and hopefully people have enjoyed it. It's, uh, I, think it's... I, I would very much like to do smackdown if this one's successful enough and if it's got enough views so and i have better ai image software now so i have i have a means to access very high quality very stylized imagery that looks semi-realistic oh, so we can start taking it in weirder and weirder directions i think i'm not supposed to speaking out of turn i think it's your magnum opus <laughs> It's. I think. I think this is your uh, Michelangelo's David. There's. There's a <laughs> film review that is my favorite of all time. Uh, or there's two actually. One is Only God Forgives, and I believe it was The Guardian. It was Only God Forgives, and then the whole review was this level of tediousness, whatever <laughs> out of ten. Uh, and the, there's a review for The Room, like the famous terrible movie, The Room. If you've not seen it, where the hell have you been? Uh, like, just one of the worst films ever made. But the review was just the Citizen Kane of shit, and I think <sighs> that is my benchmark when I just want to do stuff, it's like, I want to make something that's, that's so bad. It's fun to watch. So, oh, and, and I think you've made, <laughs> oh, I, I think it's, it is art. It yeah. is art. So let's, let's not get it twisted. It is art. You know, you can just buy one of those just to get back to the tech stuff. Uh, you can buy one of those like Boston dogs, like 12 grand, but you can just buy one. Can you buy one? Yeah. I mean, you'd need to probably learn how to code it and use all the software and everything. Oh, I thought it came like ready done. But like, it'd go go be a well, dog. There'll be there'll be base settings Boop. where it like follows or does something, but you'll still have to learn something. But you could like just buy one, bring it to work, ride it to work if you wanted. What a great day! Yeah, I'd buy it because my friend Jojo 
is is like me terrified of technology yeah like but but to a, to an extreme level like when amazon prime launched in newcastle yeah she was like i showed her and as she was she was over at mine and we ordered something oh and it's prime now yeah right and it there. arrived yeah. within like an hour and she went someone's getting hurt yeah somebody's getting hurt <laughs> i was like well well yeah probably i don't think amazon's exactly <laughs> had a, a shimmering reputation in the don't press what you're talking about years, mate. But... they're all walking out because they'd like to go to the shops together that's all <laughs> which is funny because they work at a shop the silly geese why uh, do you need the toilet go yeah. on you've got one at home haven't you just go at home jesus Poo. i only need to go to the toilet once a month says jeff bezos <laughs> yeah bezos bezos only goes once a month why are we going multiple times you weirdos. Uh, anyway, in the that's the boring real world. In the world of the wrestling in WCW, well, this particular week they held a bunch of tapings of WCW Saturday Night at Universal. They've taped now up till April, which is ridiculous because it's February. I, it's it's. They're all taped up for like the all first I can say is I'm, I year. am so happy we're not watching Saturday night. Oh, uh, well, we're missing some. It's uh... going to be fine initially, but that's going to start to get boring. The second, I, I, there's got to be some interesting booking going on there, but booking and taping that much in advance. Yeah, you're asking for I trouble. I guess Nitro's aren't you? sort of becoming the focal point, though, right? So it's the type of thing where just get it done. Get it done. And also, what they kind of tend to do is they, so what, they, what they've done, according to Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer, which is where some of these stories come from, is that they'll just tape a bunch of matches a bollock load of matches string it together and then they can put comms and stuff over the right, top that, that okay. tells the story as nah, they go all right yeah, um but uh, some of the tape from the tapings not not massively noteworthy uh, uh the taping returns receive some returning mid-carders such as ice train yay but the big thing that Sorry, stands ice out train <gasps> yeah <laughs> he is the ice train uh, I'm hoping we get to talk more about Ice Train in the weeks to come. Uh, but it also sees a babyface turn for two members of the Dungeon of Doom that hasn't happened on telly yet. Right. And that being the Giant yeah. and Zodiac. Uh, they do. They set this up by the uh, ring announcer over the live announced over the live PA, informing the crowd that they've really the Giant's changed his ways, and you've got to really get behind him today. So let's all hear you cheering for the Giant, because obviously on telly. Still a wrong one. Yeah. Uh, but he's a good one on the tapings. And he's accompanied by his mate. He's who a isn't... good young Christian boy. <laughs> he's a good Christian boy. Who has Look a good... Christian. He's just massive. He's <laughs> fantastic. All for Jesus. <laughs> he comes out. You know the guy. Comes out in like a full priest's garb. And then just before the match, they quickly throw it out. The lights <laughs> come back up and he's just the giant again. And the crowd are just confused. Like, what the fuck? I think we'll still we'll cheer, cheer for him though. Just he's a good Christian boy. <laughs> Uh, but whilst the Zodiac is a baby face, the Zodiac as a character is no more. Which is not entirely surprising. For weeks now, we've had Ed Leslie jumping up and down in front of Hogan going, don't hurt my meal ticket. Like, what no. happens if he gets legitimately injured? <laughs> I'm not going to get on any shows. Uh, so, you know, it's you, you've had this build and build with the friend and all this crap where it's just Leslie wanting to, I don't know, another big face run as Brutus Beefcake, brother. Pretty Holy much. Shit. Pretty much. And then he's going to join the NWO. Oh, whatever the fuck Hogan does, he's going to do it because that's it. He's... Ah! Follow like, me. I never got why people were so fucking, like, just adamant on how much of a shite arts Bruce, uh, Brutus is. But, like... It's it, it. Oh my god! I can't even begin. Like you can't even be in a separate group. Like 
for too long. He misses his friend too much. Friend. Feminine. Fromd. <laughs> anyway, he is no longer Zodiac. He is now going under the name The Clip Master at the Saturday Night Safe. And then what has he become? Uh, the Booty Man. The Booty Man. We got the Booty Man to it, come. Booty, 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 his, booty. What's his NWO name? Is that the Butcher? The Disciple. The Disciple, that's it. The Disciple. We've had the Butcher. Yeah, yeah. The, butcher, disciple, butcher. the Disciple. The Disciple, he's in Assless Chaps. Well, everybody, Assless Chaps. All chaps are assless. I fucking know. But he's in... Uh, he's in. <laughs> I just like how Assless Chaps sound. He's in Assless Chaps uh, with gear on underneath, I think. And he's mm. like a biker. And it's like, yeah. I will say, though, you know, he's the type of person where his face is so... And this is going to sound fucking awful, but so please don't. Please don't quote me on it out of context. Uh, but uh, please he's, do. he's got such a fucking generic face that even like a change of haircut and some facial hair, um, he looks almost completely different. It's, it's weird. Like, if you see any pictures of him as Hogan's cousin back in like the AWA, it doesn't look anything like him. Like it's no. surreal. Like, but then it, the more you start, sort of like look, and it's like, yeah, no, the 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 nose and the eyes. But it's like initially you're like, who the fuck's that? It's mm. that It's Brutus. Holy shit! I find that probably getting hit with the boom of a parasail probably helped some. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, there's still the I've heard so many different versions of that story, but I remember one of them was that he got hit in the face, like. Uh, was it like the, I think they were on a jet ski? Yeah. And he collides with somebody or something, or somebody comes in parasailing, or he's parasailing, collides with something, but it's like terrifying. Like Collapses you, his face. Yeah, like he's lucky to be alive. Yeah. Uh, but then comes back, obviously, with the, all the facial reconstructive surgery and then the mask. And, you know, it, it's Brutus. Like, he doesn't look massively different. I remember a lot of people being like, oh, he doesn't look Cause the Because, again, he's and quite generic looking. And it's like, yeah, but it's it's sort of like he, I don't know, he's able to just reinvent himself. But you put him in a loud jacket and give him those clippers, he's always Brutus, right? I think he'll always be Brutus. Yeah. Always be Brutus. But anyway, in terms of the tapings, nothing else really happens. But, however... It was far more exciting at the hotel where the wrestlers were staying. Oh, do regale me, Thomas. Dave Meltzer. Thomases. Thomases. That's what my mother shouts when I'm in trouble. In one that really did involve wrestling, except in one story that didn't really involve wrestling, except in a peripheral way, says Dave Meltzer, at the Orlando Residence Inn, where many of the wrestlers were staying, there was a hostage situation. Please indulge mm. me more. <laughs> it was Who about, was it? It was about midnight. Was it Sid again? Sadly, what Sid was fuck? nowhere near with the, with some scissors. At about midnight, a woman with a cane. No, at about midnight, a woman was thrown out of her room, naked into 20 degree weather, while the guy in the room barricaded himself in. The SWAT team had to come out with tear gas to get the guy out of his room. They had to evacuate all the rooms at the Orlando Residence Inn while this was going on, uh, which included WCW wrestlers and officials. Now, the scene apparently was almost directly out of a bizarre movie because not only did you have the SWAT team with uh, with, with guns and when weapons targeted You've at the room. You've got somebody trying to cover their modesty. Modesty. You've got a lady covering their modesty. You've got tear gas everywhere. On top of that, you've got Brian Pillman and Disco Inferno in character going around to all the residents telling them not to worry because the horsemen are on their way to save the day. <laughs> 
I'm assuming that it wasn't a WCW contracted talent or crew member no, that was involved in this altercation. Just, 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 a, just a male. Just a weird coincidence. A weird coincidence from a weird man who'd locked himself in his Imagine, room. Imagine, though, just Disco Inferno. He's got no right to be like, the horsemen are coming. Hmm. Exactly, he did. But Brian Pillman was telling people in a minute, I'm going to jump in there and go and get he the He should have been himself. trying to raid through all their rooms for disco albums or something. <laughs> Rhinestone gone. Fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so some of the wrestlers were at the Orlando Residence Inn. At least one of them was not. That being Johnny Grunge. Right. <laughs> who was arrested that evening okay. because he decided after a little bit of a drinking. In Florida, in, mind you, in, getting arrested in Florida sounds pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, it does actually. Especially when you had a little bit of a drinky and decided, I'm going to go for a drive in a WCW production van. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> like Solo. No, he was with Rocco Rock. They don't go anywhere. They're, they're, they're always together. But they they're are. both pissed and both in control of the vehicle. But Johnny Grunge is driving. Oh, my God. Grunge is hammered. He's driving. The police stop him. And... <laughs> Out of the car. Are you good enough to take this back? Yes, sir. I, I'm, I'm, I'm grand. Yeah, I'll drive it back. Now the now, now the van was straight into the, the back of the police. The car. van was reserved for Doug Dillinger, who was driving it during that tour. Okay. And they don't know how Public Enemy got his keys. I like to think it was just like, hey, Doug, look over there. It's something. <laughs> I like. Look to at think that woman that, there. She's naked. I like to think he Oink. was snoozing, and they just. <laughs> They just reached over with a stick and he's got all of his keys on a nail because it's the 90s. And he's like, they're like picking them off and then they accidentally drop them and they're like, and he's like, yeah, just just as he's about to get them, he goes, yeah, and they're like, and they drop them and they've got to keep picking them up and it's just kind of like Peter trying to get the frog off the ground and found the guy out the window. And then eventually they get him and they're like, yeah! And then maybe a dog suddenly walks in and sees what they're doing and the dog's about to bark because they have to throw a biscuit to the dog to keep him preoccupied. No, the dog's dog's got something in its mouth it shouldn't have, like the WCW television championship. (laughs) And it like looks at them and they look at it and there's just kind of this moment of like, and the dog goes about his business. They go about theirs. We have an understanding. Drunk driving. <laughs> Fuck it out. Now, because Johnny Grunge, real name Mike Durham, had no prior arrests in the state of Florida, it's believed that DUI charge will involve no more than a slap on the wrists because Florida. <laughs> Naughty boy. Naughty boy. You know why it is you hear mo- more about Florida than many other states, so Florida man's a thing. Most fucked up state. I think they've got this thing called Sunshine Laws, or the Sunshine Law... Uh, but essentially it means that um, I think there's like rules in America about states being reported out of state, but Florida are like, no, no. So you hear more about Florida's craziness because they have transparency with the press, whereas maybe it would just be America man rather than Florida man if everybody else was as free and easy with the info. But then Florida is a pretty fucking wild place. It's hot. There's nothing to do but go to theme parks and eat at IHOP uh, and go wrestle some gators. So I, I, I don't know. I, it, it's quite kind of like the Australia of America, isn't it? Mm. Like, it's a bit it's yeah. sort of like everything's gonna kill you. It's it's you just gotta be on guard. <laughs> and it's quite touristy as well because yeah. like my my folks go out there like mm. once or twice a year now, and they yeah. and then and they've talked about retiring there yeah. and just going living there. The, like, I mean, with some sure. other expats. Oh seven oh eight was the time because you could go get like a five bed McMansion for like two hundred grand. Yeah. Because the market had crashed so badly. Like, we went on holiday. We got a villa in 07, and the entire street but our house, and then the house behind us on the next street. Except for us two houses, everything else was empty. Because it was all just repossessed. Oh, right. It was like, fuck. 
But you could just go out and, and it was awful because obviously all these people being evicted from their houses, but immediately they were just like, up for sale. So they just kicked the families out and then you'd go get like a mansion for like 200 grand Bloody with hell. a pool and all sorts of stuff. Because, I mean, it was amazing because I bought a guitar for like, oh, like a thousand pound guitar for like 500 quid. And it was like <laughs> $2 to the pound. What the fuck? Amazing. And then we entered a recession. Uh, but <laughs> by that point, it didn't matter because I had my half off guitar. So <laughs> I had everything I wanted. And then the recession came back for me in my 30s. And we're going to see how that goes. So it's ongoing. It'll be, we'll be fine. Yeah. Like, we'll all just get on OnlyFans and it'll all Buy be Buy GameStop stock, everybody. It'll <laughs> solve all of our woes. I had... Uh, Superstone <laughs> to the moon. <laughs> Doge. I should get into the... I should do more stocks and stuff. I feel like there's something to be done there. It's... I'd say if you're curious about it, go in there with no more than like 50 quid and have a little flutter. And just see how you get on. Because it, Bed Bath & Beyond's exploding right now. Just get on Wall Street Bets and have a look why at what is, all the idiots are doing. Why is Bed Bath & Beyond I have no now. idea, but if it's anything similar to GameStop, there's this, you can, so when you buy a share, you're like, I believe this share is worth more because I believe this company's worth more than it is now. So if mm. you buy, say, 100 shares at a dollar, uh, you have a hundred shares. Uh, sorry, hundred shares at a dollar a piece. You pay a hundred quid for that, and then it goes up to say two grand a share, which is ridiculous. It wouldn't, but like if it goes up to say, I don't know, like a hundred dollars a share from that point, you've increased your your thing a hundredfold or whatever. But with GameStop, um, you can do this thing called short selling, which is where somebody bets against the stock, ah. and so they're betting on it doing badly. Uh, and then GameStop became its own weird hill to die on. Um, and it's still going up and down and doing all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, but essentially, it's mired in controversy because somebody turned off um, on some of the, the larger brokers um, that are more accessible, um, like app ones and stuff. They turned off the buy and sell buttons at specific times where people could have made a lot of money uh, or got stuff very cheap. Uh, and it was all this big kind of, you can't do that. That's market manipulation. And it's evolved into this huge thing. And now everybody's just kind of plugging their ears going, la, 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 la. Uh, it's it's weird. But yeah, if you want to just go and, and look at some loss porn as well, which is always interesting, uh, where people go, okay, this, this one worked out really well. Uh, and you see what they started with versus what they end up with. Uh, it's it's a fun subreddit to check out. Lost porn, like yeah. they just see like, and then you get game are... porn where somebody turns like ten grand into like seven hundred, and you're like, fuck it out. Yeah, I I feel like I'd need to look at that. I feel like lost porn would make me too nervous about like losing. Yeah, everything. I'd say go in with like fifty quid. Like yeah. go in with something you're not too bothered about losing. Find a company you're interested in and that you can afford a share of at least, and just go. NFTs have gone quiet, haven't they? Yeah, I think NFTs were always going to be a bit of a bubble thing because I think they have value in a different way. I don't think it's going to be a case of, hey, do you want a fucking JPEG? I've already got <laughs> saved. I think it's, and you know, I know it's a lot deeper than that for any NFT madhead listeners we've got out there. Uh, but that's how the bulk of the world sees it. But I, I think that NFTs and blockchain could be used for uh, a lot more real world stuff. Uh, for instance, like uh, digital codes for things. Why can't you sell those back on? Is there a way that they can be sold on? So if you have a digital copy of a game, as we move away from physical discs, yeah, it's going to be harder and harder. It's impossible to trade them in. So is there a way you can digitize that, take that single-use code off somebody so that they can't use it again and give it to somebody else? That's a good shout. I had but an But then issue. it'll start a black market probably, so they'll have to officiate it via Sony or whatever else. Because I got given... Um in a similar note, I got given an Uber Eats voucher. Yeah. But it was in dollars. 
Okay. And I, you know, unwittingly put it on my account and realized I can't use this because it's in dollars. So I went just, back and just forth. order a pizza to a random house in Florida. And, that's, <laughs> and, and, and this is the thing. When I went back and forth with Uber Eats, they even said I can't even use it in America because my account is based in the UK. So I was like, what do I'm I, sure I, what do, I do with this? They said I I'm couldn't. I'm sure I've Maybe used it's Uber all right then. The Maybe I'll wait till I get to America. But like, what do I do with this then? And they went, nothing, sorry. Like it just, so it just sits there. Like, can I not even just give it to you someone else? You can your cash. You can be like, yeah. 11, whole dollars. Here's some dollars I cannot use. Thanks. Yeah, the world's scary. It's a scary place. Um, quite scary if you're Big Daddy called Diesel this week. Now, Dave Meltzer says that WCW Saturday night have been putting out some new bumpers yeah. to plug the show. And the bumpers randomly include a clip of Vinnie Vegas getting beaten up, which WWF have taken as a little, ah, you got to fuck. Oh, oh, you oh, get to fuck oh, you. You're going to make our champion look bad. Oh, yeah, he's the greatest drawn champion of all time, and nobody can ever prove that he's not. Hmm. But then <laughs> WWE... Uh, as as they're forever, they are silly buggers. On the night that Dr. Britt Baker won the AEW title, that was the time they decided to share on YouTube, hey, look at Nia Jax dominating this enhancement talent that just happens to be Britt Baker. It's the carny side of the industry. <laughs> it's so carny. It, it's the lightest. So carny. It's, it's like a fingernail deep. Like, if mm. that, the very tip of a fingernail deep on the carny meter. But it's it's that kind of thing that you'll see the most rather than the real deep dive screw job style shit. But when that does happen, it's going to be just as shocking as ever. Uh, but yeah, Carney, man. Carney, Carney, Carney. Incredible. Uh, before this Nitro started, we'll get into it in a second, uh, Conan had a fight with Devin Storm in a dark match. Now, it was supposed to be a match for them to sort of fine-tune their, their, their teamwork to set up a yeah. match on Nitro for the following week. Uh, however, it's not looking likely that match will happen because Devin Storm looked really bad in it. And really? Devin Storm does not look terrible. No, and He's popped up on Raw a couple of times. We'll go on to, to have greater success in WCW later, obviously. Mm. But it, it's... I don't know, it's weird when you hear stuff like that where it's like, ah, oh, it was, it just, yeah, I always thought you were like pretty solid. Maybe some people just don't Maybe jail. it's just, yeah, I guess that's it though because it takes two to tango, right? So mm. not everybody's going to be a good match. And Co like Lex yeah. Luger and Hulk Hogan, like Lex Luger and Yokozuna, like Lex Luger and Kevin Nash, like Lex Luger and Goldberg, like Lex Luger and... <laughs> <laughs> just endless oh he's, he's here this week you'll be glad to know um, but for, 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 you'll be glad to fucking know I've just watched the show no you'll be glad to know I mean I you was in I was like... I'm talking to the Pete I'm talking to you listening I'm talking to you listening so am I get out your credit singular card singular person right, get out your listening. credit card get, memorize the numbers right and send them to me I <laughs> learned the following numbers Let's get into Nitro. Eric Bischoff boasts that Nitro is the most watched wrestling program each and every week. Not true. They beat Raw last week, but Raw beat them the week before. Uh, they promote the uncensored steel cage matches. Sorry, these are the, the steel cage matches for um, Super, Super Brawl. Brawl yeah. Sorry. And Hogan's bad eye that could play a factor. Hogan's He's got a blind. gammy eye. He's blind. <laughs> He's blinded. Uh, it, it's, yeah. I mean, the I uh, we'll get into it. Pepe's outfit for the week. It looks like fucking Wendy. Is he supposed to be Wendy from I Wendy's? Think he's meant to be Wendy from Wendy's. Well, I want or, a baconator, I want a, I want a baconator right now. <laughs> or a double-double. Wendy Give on... me some... Don't, they don't cut corners, Wendy's. They're fucking banging. No, they make square burgers. Exactly. Squirgers. I'm all of a squirger. <laughs> I believe it evolves into a bulbous. What do you think about uh, lawn sausage, squassage? 
I'm all right with it. It's one of the greatest Scottish inventions ever. Squashage, yeah. yeah. It I'm fits, all right with it. It's perfectly between bread. I think because like the meat, it's all coming from the same place. We just why and I, why do we have to accept the sausage? Why have we got to eat look- mini sausage dicks? Why can't we sausage uh, triangles? Why are they shaped why like that? Why can't we eat sausage dinosaurs? Mm. Inquiry minds want to know, why do we accept the, the fact shapes? that that's what sausage is shaped why like? Why do we accept the fact that they have massive printing machines and they can make like Thomas the Tank Engine uh, s- spaghetti, mm. but they can't make a giant spaghetti Thomas the Tank Engine out of potato like a giant potato waffle? Oh! Just scale it up. Of course you can! Press it out of that. And then I want a giant Thomas the Tank Engine that will fill a, a like the extra large Toby Carvery plate. Oh, uh, and that's, that's it. a lot of patat. No, that's, uh, that's about your you five a day. <laughs> Have five of them a day. and uh, Thomas Potato Shapes, Jeff one Bezos, of your five a day. Jeff Bezos will be delighted because you won't be shitting <laughs> for weeks. Rolls off the top. <laughs> It's not rolling out your ass. <laughs> like a fucking steam train. Jeff Bezos' solution going, hey, look, I'm sorry about all the stuff about toilet breaks. Here is a piece offering a massive Thomas the Tank-shaped potato. It's going to go one or two ways with that fucker, isn't it? It's going to go either, right, Amazon staff, here is your weekly mandated meal, and they are served a full banquet each. Or the more likely way is that Jeff Bezos is already developing some form of nutrient pill that will give you all of your daily calories uh, and make you feel not hungry, and it'll basically just be meth, but mm. with the added calories, and it'll be a pill, and that's when we will move away uh, I, as a workforce from breaks and food and enjoyment and taste and flavor and, and memory, and instead we'll just eat soylent, soylent green mm. pills, and don't worry about what they're made of, folks. Definitely not the workers who tried to strike. Oh, Jeff Bezos, biggest heel ever. And then when it all becomes robots and we're just it cast out. It becomes WWE, right? <laughs> That's, yeah. When we get this dystopian thing, but then they'll, when all robots do all jobs and yeah. we're just sort of cast out into the into the cold, but like we're so hooked now on Soylent Green. Like, yeah, what do and we the do? only way just to get these... it is to, to work for Amazon. Yeah, but there's no but there's no germs. No. No Amazon germs. No. Gosh. And then you'll owe nothing and be happy. Let's go for more tinfoil stuff. World <laughs> Happy <laughs> World uh, Economic uh, Forum, anybody. Happy day of the Christmas bee. <laughs> I like to think that as well as a classic nitro review, you're slowly getting like a, a dystopian George Orwellian it's, it's an audio iceberg. book. It's an iceberg video in very slow motion, is what this is. <laughs> by the end of by the time we get to Nitro. I'm gonna be talking about how the moon's a fucking projection in the sky I need to start time or how there's stamping. an earth inside of our earth I'm going to timestamp from now on all the bits where we go into I... these discussions and then we'll do like a best of dystopian future podcast for it's like three hours of us going here's what the world's going to be like I would love nothing more than to just be able to do a, a channel that breaks down conspiracy theories like I fuck it it's all I sit and read because some of it is like ridiculous some of it's a bit like Meh. And then some of it turns out to be true many years later, and it's like, whoa, the US government was actually experimenting on its own people with acid and shit. Uh, <laughs> the government is actually bees. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What if the government is bees? Just all bees. Just like, what about the Christmas bee? <laughs> He's one of the bees. That bastard. I'm happy he died. <laughs> I mean, come on. The clues are all there. Under that glass Jeff in Bezos. Motherfucker. Jeff Bezos. It's wheels within wheels. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was there in front of us all the time. Soylent bees was people. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Uh, now, let's get into Nitro. What a way to kick off Nitro. Randy Savage defending the WCW World title. Now, I knew who this was going to be when on the network it just says, Randy Savage defends the WCW Championship. and went, oh, I know who this is. <laughs> yes, Macho Man versus Chris Benoit. Uh, was for the World Heavyweight Championship as well. Benoit getting a title shot? Yeah. What is but- this? Like, you can tell that the booking committee were like, Randy, oh, it's not Hulk, fuck him. Get him out first. <laughs> to be fair, Hogan Curtin joked last week. I reiterate. <laughs> Randy, Randy doesn't have fucking, Randy doesn't have fucking pasta restaurants. <laughs> yeah, Slim Jim, though. Yeah, yeah but he cylinders. takes half of that money home with him. <laughs> As he should. He's not Hogan. He's not entitled to take home money. Do you think he had like loads of Slim Jims in his house? That he oh, yeah. Like you open a cupboard, he goes, you want one? Because I've just got all these. I can't get rid of I them. I imagine he would have had something like a giant, something akin to a giant Pez dispenser, custom made. <laughs> but instead of like the, the you know, like fucking like Bugs Bunny bobblehead, it's just a macho man bobblehead <laughs> on like a neon green Pez tube. <laughs> Uh, but instead of it spitting out Pez's, it spits out full Slim Jims. He's doing like, uh, I don't know, like sit-ups or something or pull-ups on like an impossible, well, yeah, sit-ups on like a table that's really high and he moves the table up close to it. And then every time he sits up, he just takes a bite out of the Slim Jim. So where's the when does the Slim Jim come out? The top at the mouth, but it's going to be like six, seven feet. So he's going to have to balance like a table and a chair and then lie on that and do his sit-ups and then he can eat it. But then, Or if he did pull-ups, I guess, it would make a lot more sense. But what but. you've done there is essentially in order to eat a Slim Jim, he has to kiss his own mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's got to take that Slim Jim whole each time. Kiss his own mouth every time. He's giving himself a kiss every time. He's like, could I not just put them in a cupboard? No. This is the only way. <laughs> guests around. Would you like a Slim Jim? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> Go on, get up there. <laughs> you just feel like, oh, he's moving a fucking... <laughs> Moving the dinner table halfway across the room. And then he's like, oh, shit. Uh, how tall are you? Oh, you're a good foot shorter than me. Pulls it like a fucking side table and then like a reclining chair. And he just sort of balances You might it need to stand on your tippy toes. <laughs> now he fall off three times. 
I'm going to do the first sit up and immediately have to deep throat the fucking Slim Jim and kiss Randy while he sits there going, Fuck you. looking at you. Yeah, he doesn't uh, doesn't break eye contact. You have there's that little sense. No, he, he actively lifts the glasses up so that you know he's watching you. The eye when the the, the statue of Savage has sensors. <laughs> you have to make eye contact in order for this for the if you don't it just calls you like out. a punk. Yeah, it goes look off at, on one. Look at me, and you have to look directly at it so it. Comes <laughs> and if you lose eye contact, it goes right back in. So you have to look the whole time. Never Why really, have we made this as awkward as possible? Never really took off over here because pepper armies are slightly shorter and we'll get jammed. <laughs> so there's more something for the American market because Slim Jims are ridiculous. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> hey, what happened after a while is that people were fucking seven foot tall. <laughs> head Slim Jim dispenser just in your living room. There'll be some collector out there now just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah I've got oh, six this, of them. Oh, this one you I've mean? got six of them. This one's actually the rare powder coated model. <laughs> There's only three of these babies in existence, and two got destroyed on Nitro. I only kissed it twice. <laughs> Whereas this one, he shows his other one, like what he's had since he was a kid, and it's just like, just it's just all that exposed, <laughs> like yellowy plastic around the mouth, and the paint's all worn off, and a tear, and just just <laughs> grease, just a years worth of buildup of just grease just coming down from all the Slim Jims. A single tear rolling down the eye that suggested it might My be fucking marketing genius. Get it might us be back sentient. to the 90s right now. Oh, mate, we've... I've got a film that will blow their mind in 96. I, uh... It's called The Matrix, right? <laughs> I wrote it. <laughs> Johnny and the Clonosaurus. <laughs> you messaged me, I think, was it half 10 or something that on the night after we recorded the last episode? And you went, yeah. can't stop thinking about this 90s promotion. <laughs> yeah, the 90s promotion thing I, I want to do. I'm thinking more, you could do it like an, an, an art piece, like a mm. performance art piece, but I, I don't know. I kind of want... I, I just, I'm in love with the idea of doing it to film it to, you know, because now pay-per-view and iPay-per-view is such a big market for indie wrestling. The thought of just filming it and then immediately binning off live pay-per-view and releasing it on VHS is so shit that I want to be the person that everybody's going, what the fuck are you doing to? And I'm just like, losing money. <laughs> so I'm putting more VHS in the box. I'm just bored of losing some money. <laughs> Just that'd be a good idea. I've had this idea called the Matrix. <laughs> I'm trying to kickstart it. I need a time machine first, though. <laughs> but your version is slightly different, right? Your version is slightly different because you've got the you got you've got what's um, Lawrence Fishburne's character called? Morpheus. You got Morpheus. He's like, okay, okay. If you want to stay here, or do you want to like you know go and see what the real world is? And he goes, I want to see the real world. And he goes, okay. And he opens his cupboard door, and there's a seven foot Randy Savage. Take the red pill. <laughs> <laughs> From his mouth. And this one, which is just Glacier, and it's ice pops. <laughs> Where do the ice pops come out, though? Oh, sorry, <laughs> much lower. They realized, they realized the error in coming out of the mouth. They went, we must put them much lower down. <laughs> <laughs> and also, we realized that the mechanism's too quick. So this one, you've got to take a little longer to, it gives to you a couple of, the it gives ice. You a, it gives you a couple of chances. It plays a little game where it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh. And when you've got it and right, it shoots it on you... your face. <laughs> and when you finally got the mouth around it and you get it right, just to just to confirm that you've done it correctly, it goes, I'm oh, so yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry, <laughs> listeners. Oh, fucking. Is that the glacier one that does That's the, the glacier one, oh, where, yeah. where the ice pops a bit lower it's down? It's not. We reuse the voice boxes, right? Mm, yeah. If you're going to stop making the old model, there's no reason you should. I mean, people don't know what glacier sounds like. Probably sounds like Randy Savage is a wrestler. 
It's true. You yeah. wouldn't know, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> that glacier where they released. Stick a little like uh, a little like flanger over the top, so it's like you know making like a you know when you're talking oh, yeah. to a fan. <laughs> When you're talking to like a fan and it gives you that weird effect. That's glacier. Have you tried the chocolate flavor? And it's in the same compartment. What's that? One, two. Oh, no, no. Like, in fact, just before the. No, yeah, one, two, three. And then afterwards, Glacier gets on the mic and he's like, I told you you should have cooled. And then, like, steam comes off him, and then he just disappears to the back. <laughs> I'm made of ice. <laughs> He's Do a shit puns glacier. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> you want an ice cream? No, shut up, glacier. Anyway, um, Benoit versus Savage. <laughs> Match one. <laughs> well, fuck me. <laughs> One hour in, one hour in, oh, match one. This is a new record. <laughs> I love this. I love the new format. Uh, Savage walks out with woman, Elizabeth, and a lovely spooty bit of pyro. Uh, Benoit, fuck me, dominates. Yeah, straight this on it. This whole match. Straight on it. Savage gives like, him everything. They're back and forth in the corners. They're absolutely leathering. Like, well, Benoit's leathering into him and throwing him around. And Randy gets maybe one or two moments. Uh, and then he just keeps Benoit's just straight on it, straight on it, straight on it. Love it, love it. Hogan's watching backstage confused. Like, how is this How is this putting him over, brother? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> You're losing. Uh, Savage, the, literally, Savage only gets into this match. Yeah. Because, like, properly, because he's knocked outside the ring by Benoit. Benoit goes for a dive mm -hmm. through the ropes. Savage moves, literally collapses out of the way. Benoit clatters into the barricade. And But don't worry if you thought, oh, maybe he's all right because he didn't quite hit the barricade. He was safely cushioned by the hard concrete on the floor. Yeah, so <sighs> it looks like when Randy moves on the, the dive... It looks like Benoit comes out at the usual angle straight. Obviously, Randy moves, so there's no Randy there to stop him. Because whenever I'd see this talked about, its hands go out, and then you need to try and get your feet down as fast as possible so mm. that you can kind of keep your momentum upright. But instead, he just kind of goes, 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 and ends up at an angle like that-ish. Like, if you can see this, if you're on Patreon. Uh, and then, yeah, he just drives not just into the barricade, though, like the foot of the barricade, which if you've seen like the old 90s style crowd separated barricades are everywhere, you'll have seen one. Uh, they've got those kind of angled out little feet like that. There's a set at each side and they are like the toughest bit. They're on the floor. They're the closest to the floor. They absorb a lot of impact. They're built for leaning on. They're quite sturdy and just, yeah, head just straight into it. It's bad. And then commentary is just like, oh, smashing his skull against the, the, the metal there. And it's like, yeah, just a little bit, man. Oh, Fucking hell. Christ. So, but Savage uh, gets him back into the ring to drop a diving elbow off the top. And they're like, okay, yep. he's going to retain the title. This is all looking fine. Uh, but no. Uh, suddenly, Savage, as he goes for the pin, uh, Ric Flair hits the ring side area. And that's not all. He's wearing a white jumper and his ring pants. He is wearing the <laughs> he is wearing the Tom takes the bin out at five in the morning look. <laughs> and that's not all. You were like, of course, he's wearing a white jumper and his <laughs> pants. 
That is, of the course. fucking cultaholic fashion review. <laughs> so I've watched House of Gucci. I know everything about fashion now. I just, it's it's just more than fact. I'm literally taking the bin out wearing what Ric Flair was wearing there. <laughs> because it's so early, I think I won't see anybody. Um, before, so, so then he uses Liz as a shield yes. to stop Savage from getting to him. Because Savage is like, I'm going to get you. But then with Savage's back's turned... Uh-oh! It's Woman! <sighs> with a cane! Woman attacks Savage! Yeah. What? What? Who could have seen this coming? Smellness. Yeah, so it all kind of devolves into, to, oh my God, she's betrayed. Oh, no. Oh, rah, oh. And then, you know, they're stomping a hole in him. Arn's there. Arn legs there. it out. They're, they're absolutely wailing on Randy. And then who comes out to make the save? Fucking oh, he's hell. blind. He's, oh no, he's not. He's not blind at all. He's got his chair and he's perfectly fine, except he's got a tiny little bit of tape. It is, of course, Hulk Hogan, or as Eric Bischoff calls him, the Hogan Moving and Storage Company. The reason we're all here. The mm. one man who invented wrestling. <laughs> Woman leaves under the armor flare as Hogan makes Hogan just stands in Savage's light. Mean Gene jumps in for the interview like he's Joe Rogan after Conor McGregor's leg fell off. <laughs> Savage is too hurt to talk, but don't worry. Hulk Hogan's here and he'll take on the interview. It's fine. Yeah. Right. And then we get some bollocks. So he's talking to Mean Gene uh, about like, oh, I'm going to get that stinky giant. I'm going to get Ric Flair. It's largely just like, oh, no, what's going to happen on Sunday? And <laughs> Tight camera angle. Yeah. Mean Gene is trying to alert Hogan to something behind him. And Hulk's going, no, shut up. Let me talk. I'm not paying attention to what you're trying to tell me. Fuck you, Gene. <laughs> yeah. Give me the microphone. As Elizabeth... I made you a star, Gene. <laughs> I got you this job, Gene. Don't you ever take that for granted, Gene. <laughs> I am Terry. <laughs> hear me roar. The immortal Terry, hear me roar. As, um... And, and as he's talking to Gene and telling him off for trying to disrupt... Stop trying to distract me! Flair from behind, turns Hogan round, clocks him in the eye, and then takes off the little bandage that is there, and he's just wailing on the eye. And bear in mind, it's bum, not bum, bandage. Bum, it's bum. like a tiny piece of stitch tape. It's the tiniest mm. little thing. Uh, and then who runs out to be like, No, don't hurt my friend! Well, it's, well first Giant comes out yeah. with the chair, and he's going to hit Hogan with the chair, and then there's Zodiac, who, as you say, comes out and stands don't over Hogan. No, friend! To which Giant, four weeks into this, has still not gone... Mate, what the fuck? I'd have just wound up. I'd harder. have fucking I'd have gone, I'd have him. swung for the fucking fences. I'd have screamed home run as he landed in the fucking last row. How Giant is just like okay with this, I don't get it. But anyway, Giant leads, is led away by Zodiac, uh, and Flair takes a powder as well. Savage is coming to at this point, and he gets on the mic that's held by Gene, and he, he fucking scolds Liz. Why didn't you warn Hogan about the blind side? You know I can't think for myself. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the fucking thing, Savage. You are out cold, right? Why are you having to go at Liz? But then that was it's my... It's her fault. That right? was my initial it's, thought. It's Liz's fault because Liz needs to know everything, right? <laughs> it was my initial She's thought. always gossiping. But no, second, it's an important bit of news about Randy. And Randy getting betrayed. No, suddenly she doesn't know. <laughs> to be fair, though... I wound it back <laughs> and yeah. I went, she actually, she should have warned him because unless she's like a bolting horse 
and could only see directly yeah. in front of her and is blinkered, she could have easily seen Ric what? Flair sneaking up on her. Easy seen I... a peroxide blonde man wearing a thick white jumper sneaking up on Hogan. I can't speak for myself because I've never been in the situation. I don't think you've been in the situation either, but we don't know how severe macho badness really is. <laughs> it might true. give you tunnel vision. Have you or someone mean... you know been affected by macho madness? <laughs> Oh, mesothelioma. Uh, the I'm on my third booster for uh, <laughs> macho madness. Yeah, just imagine what you just get an un- unquenchable thirst for Slim Jims mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> taken from the mouth of Savage. Uh, yeah, you got to you got to get them out the sit up machine. Uh, <laughs> Washed down with a glacier knob, lovely. And, and you you were only allowed to wear neon colours. That's it. <laughs> Your life is forever changed. I don't know whether they were trying to tease. A Liz heel turn? Because fuck me, is it just because we've gone two weeks that Savage going, I don't trust you? Is this, are we back here again? Maybe. Is Savage's maybe, whole thing to not fucking trust anyone maybe other it's than also, the least trustworthy person in wrestling? It, maybe it's also a way to kind of humanize Liz because the, the whole thing is obviously like it, it's what people fell in love with Liz for in the first place was that Liz was an ordinary human being. She was good at spotting people of, approaching. But in the middle of all of this, she was a, an ordinary human being who was just kind of thrust into the spotlight from the storylines way back in the day. Mm. You know, all the iconic moments, her on Randy's shoulder and everything. She, Liz was an every woman. Uh, she was just the ordinary person off the street. So I think if you kind of, not that they've probably thought this deep about it, but a way you can humanize her is to to have her, you know, not quite aware of when she's to, to warn people or when she's to, you know, because she's just on the outside. But by this point, she's been in and around wrestling rings for so long that it, she should have at least gone, Randy, no, it's Rick, and then got out the way. Yeah, that's it. So I, I see what you're saying here. Like, it's a way to kind of go, well, she, she's not quite fully aware because she's a bit deer in the headlights still. But mm. it's like, yeah, but you can't really keep playing off the deer in the headlights thing when she warmed to a prior audience. So I don't know if it was that or whether it was just a case of mistiming or, or oop, forgot to shout mm. or whatever. But the fact that they're drawing attention to it. Yeah. Makes, and the thing is, Oh, yeah, like, it is just a storyline. Like, yeah, because... Every, wrestling, you can script everything. So you'd like to think that every beat means something. And I hope that if they're drawing attention you are to well it... watching WCW in 96, right? I know, right? I know. I, I, it's wishful thinking on my part <laughs> that, that every beat in wrestling should lead to something yeah. because it's scripted. And it's not just like... yeah. Anyway, anyway uh, never mind the bollocks. Benoit looked bloody great against the world champion. Yeah. Lest we fucking forget. Looked fantastic. Like yeah. Randy really, really let him just run over him. He did. And it doesn't hurt Savage. And it makes Benoit look like war. Look like he's on the any shit, other night. Which he should be anyway, because mm. he's in the fucking horseman. Like that's the thing that I think, you know, it's 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 the power of the horseman, right? They only work with serious people who are like driven. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it just works. But if it was any other kind of, you know, Joe Midcarder, wouldn't be anywhere near as much offense getting in there, I don't think. Well, we'll see later on when Joe Midcarder squares up to another member of the Horseman. <laughs> More Horseman action after a le break. A uh, match set up last week on Nitro. It's the Taskmaster and Hugh Morris taking on Arn Anderson and Brian Pillman of the Horseman. The heel faction who just attacked the babyface champ and now the babyface tag team in the tag match. Like, yeah, that's, that's some shades of grey. 
Some shades of grey book in there. I'm that's is that what we're calling it? Shades of grey. I don't. This this shades match has a very good long term story. It <laughs> very, is very but good long term storyline element in it. It has, but yeah. then you're you're muddying the water by also having Flair and the Horsemen go after <laughs> Hogan and Savage and have the giant in there, yeah. and they've kind of amalgamated with the Dungeon of Doom, but not quite. It's like it's like when they've meshed up with. It's like it's like in the office where they get Swindon Branch. Yeah. It's like they're not quite. It's not quite working. <laughs> As far as we hoped, yeah. none of the interesting ones came out. It's, it's it's not quite working, but it's happening. Pillman is wild on his way to the ring again. We didn't see Pillman during the Horseman beatdown of Hogan and Savage, mm-hmm. and it just adds to that. And this is the bit about Pillman I love is that he is so he doesn't fit the Horseman. No, not at all. At all. But I love the fact that they go. Well, actually, you know what? When he's on his game, he's brilliant. Like he's like he's it's, a horse we're trying to train. That's it. it it's the fact that they're him. trying to to break him in. Uh, but he's just so unpredictable that they're like, "Fuck!" There's like a lot of talent there, but we just mm. need to get it like get his head straight so that he you know starts behaving more like a horseman because he's a good valuable tool to have on our side rather than against us. Yes. So they suffer a lot. For uh, for Pillman's indignities, I guess if you want to call it that, as a horseman, uh, we have. As much as we're enjoying Pillman, um, the the end is nigh. Yeah, because they announced on commentary for Super Brawl, the respect match has been signed, mm-hmm. which is the Taskmaster versus Brian Pillman in, in a, a str- what for, in a in strap a what? In, a, in a leather strap where commentary describes it as when you're in there and you're all wet. And the, the strap gets all wet and your opponent starts slapping you with it when it's all wet. They really wanted to talk about that wet strap quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, um, there's some strange moments, actually, from Mongo, who I, he's, he's better than he was when he started. Yeah. In fact, to nip back to it. The, the the when Hogan gets his eye bust open yeah. and, and Bischoff's putting on the serious voice like, oh, can we get some medical team out here because Hogan's struggling. Mongo just punches the tension by going, hey, get your sutra kit. <laughs> like, no, Mongo, we're being serious now. And like you say, it's Mongo going, oh, yeah, oh, you're wet and you're wet and you're wet and you're wet. Oh, do-ba-do-ba-do. Look at yeah. the dog. It looks like Wendy. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, so the respect match has been signed. This will be the, the last stand for Brian Pillman in Dub C Dub. We'll get to that next time. And he comes out and shoves around a cameraman at the start of this match, and Bischoff's all like threatening Pillman in a way that Pillman can't or won't ever likely hear. Just like, well, if it, if it happens again, I heard word from the truck that if he does that again, we just don't show him. Yeah. It's going to be interesting when he's in the ring there, Eric. How are you going to handle that? <laughs> just pick isolate him out like <laughs> like like someone who didn't get signed off for cops just a close shot of his opponent the entire time <laughs> can't see anything else uh hugh morris overpowers pillman and arn anderson forcing the horseman to reset he does some military presses and mm. hoys them both down it's largely pillman and morris kind of doing the, the bulk of the physical stuff early mm. on in it yeah they're doing the heavy lifting here yeah pillman as you say sizes up a cameraman and bishop tells the truck that if he does it again He's got to stop pointing the camera at him altogether, as yeah. you rightly put. Uh, the horsemen are fighting back with Arn doing a standing spine buster on Hugh Morris. I don't know whether he just doesn't commit to the bit with Hugh because he's a much bigger boy. 
It's well, the pace slows down from this point. Uh, it becomes more kind of meticulously grinding for a little bit. So I don't know if it was just kind of like a, a full stop kind of oh, quickly put him down right now, get him mm. into a headlock or something. Maybe Morris gets a tag to Sullivan, and then Pillman gets tagged in, and then oh, we see real fighting. Yeah, shoot fucking, fighting. Fucking those those fists are uh, flying mm. and flying fast and hard. It is just straight up. And then there's a point where. Sullivan's on top of him and commentary's like, he's biting him. And it just looked like Sullivan was just leaning in close and giving him some obscenities. It was just like, oh. They're scrapping, they're scratching, there's closed fists, there's biting. There's a bit where I think Sullivan hangs Pillman upside down, runs to give him something in the corner and Pillman immediately no-sells it, gets back to his feet. He lays in like the hip attack, I think. And then, yeah, straight up. Oh, that's it. It's a hip attack. That's it. And then uh, it just takes it. It's a a shoot, brother, 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 brother. Shoot. Well, yeah, the the way they stumble to the mat after that is quickly kind of like, oh, shit. Mm, And the comms kind of, Bischoff does a very good job here of kind of not going, oh, it's a real fight, but kind of paring back a bit what he says to kind of let it breathe and go, oh, well, that's, oh, these, well, these two are. While Mongo's just like, (laughs) okay, you're so tricky. I'm a commentator. I love Mongo. Ah, yeah, no, no disrespect to Mongo. Uh, The match falls apart from here. We see Arn squaring up to Sullivan and they end up fighting towards the ramp. And just as it looks like Arn's going to pile drive Sullivan on the ramp, mm-hmm. an unseen assailant knocks out Anderson with a broom. And who is the assailant? Oh, it's an arm. It's a it's a it's arm, an arm Anderson. Arm Anderson. <laughs> it's a floating arm. Arm Anderson. Arm. It's a floating arm. It's yeah. Sullivan. They brawl all the way up the fucking ramp for an arm to poke out behind the curtain, not with like a chair, not with a two by four. With a fucking push broom that you'd use in your kitchen to quickly pick up some like crumbs, like that, just just eh, it, comes, it eh, it's like that. It's like bonk. It's, it's not even go to like, horny jail. It's literally just bonk with the the broom end as well. It's like if I was gonna wind up and hit somebody, you'd you'd hit them with the other end, the handle end. Well, it depends. It depends if you, it's a wooden broom. It's got a lot of weight that brush oh, does, bit, yeah, and yeah. you could scratch the face as they go. I think you kill somebody with a wooden broom. Uh. Yeah. I think so. Um, it is super effective because Arn is down. And then Kevin Sullivan heads back to the ring, gets the leather strap that when you're all wet, is going to be all wet. Yeah. Gets in the ring. But before he can do anything with it, with it, the ref goes, ah, fuck it, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Match is thrown out. See you later. <laughs> no, no one's winning this. I'm getting paid regardless of the result. See you in the back. After which point we see the no laughing matter moonsault hit by Hugh Morris. Yep. And, then they, and then he holds uh, Port Brian Pillman down as he gets lashed just a couple of times before scurrying out of the ring. We'll see you at Super Bowl for the respect match. That's right. Buy it. Buy the match. Buy the pay-per-view. See more whipping of wet bodies. We will change his gimmick to be Morrison's. (laughs) I think Morrison's could have used a spokesperson. If he was a face... (laughs) <laughs> you know, they could have maybe used them in some adverts. Get these GM strawberries! Is it Safeways? Safeways <laughs> had those really big and popular uh, adverts with the two kids in the store at the time. Uh, Tesco have always had pretty good marketing. Yeah, Tesco's yeah. always like... Uh, uh, Morrison's, as they used to do the little arse pat. Pat your bottom. The cash and back sa- one. saved some uh, money. And yeah, like you could have had Hugh Morris there threatening people and telling them to get to Morrison's. <laughs> His whole thing just turns up in an advert. Just, he's just horrible, <laughs> and he's just doing that unhinged, like laughy, cry, serious face, like giggling face, like just wild eyes. And he's just like, "Fucking bacon's fucking a third off," and he's just holding it up, just like shaking. 
throws it down. On his face. And then there's a Slim Jim and he just kind of like cack, starts cackling maniacally as the camera cuts away. <laughs> it's like it's reminding him of Randy. We could have made a mint and not have to have had Hugh Morris on the TV show. So it would have been grand. <laughs> and the other always ends with him going, ha ha, go to Morrison's! <laughs> It's some fall. Oh, darling, let's go to Morrison's this it's, weekend. It's some horrific fall from grace, like on a real note with Bill DeMott and and you know mm. everything that everything that would later come out because Hugh Morris was for somebody of his build and size. I mean, you can see why he was uh, respected enough at one time to be a, a trainer, uh, and he's very explosive and everything. But it's just you know fucking hell, everything that came out about him and it's. Yeah, they were bad. prepared to push him for a while as like a, a threat on SmackDown. I, I I think he he just had that that rare mix of like size and build where he was really muscular but kind of like a bigger. He's like a Neidhart, right? Mm. But he had that just that little like bit of bollard. extra edge where it was kind of like Vader esque, where you'd Ooh. see him coming off the top and stuff. It's just a shame that he turned out to be an arsehole, isn't it? Yeah, it is a shame Fucking he was an shame. arsehole. Uh, up next after the break. Uh, Ric Flair is in action, and he's facing one half of the American males. They've been Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Give him his full name. It's Marcus Alexander Buff Gigolo Stripper Marcus Bagwell. <laughs> Who looks lovely in a suit these days. Yeah. yeah. Lovely little picture. Dressing up like Mr. Rogers. Looking healthy and happy. Swearing like a sailor on his cutaways. He certainly does do a lot of cutaways swearing. <laughs> As Flair walks to the ring, Paul Orndorff just sidles up to the commentary table. And so wearing his neck brace, like he's Andy Kaufman, saying, "You know what they say about paybacks? You never know when they're going to happen." And they Paul, all they've never said that about they, paybacks. They all, they all just turn to it. Ah! <laughs> they act like they just like like he's just burst into him. existence. Like, ah! Orndorff, is this 1995? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? I want the, I want Orndorff to burst into existence and scare them every week, uh, but come up with some different bollocks about payback. Bischoff's yeah. just, shit, I've not got anything planned for his return. Oh. Bollocks. Well, you know what they say about paybacks, Eric. They're worth two in the bush. <laughs> and he has nothing planned for his return either. You're right. Yep. Well, he pops up. Which, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's, it's not nice to say, considering wrestlers go for a lot longer now, but Orndorff was aging out at this point, like, you know, it's sort of, he'd been around for a very long time, mm. but they should have at least had a spot on the Dungeon of Doom for him or something. Could you imagine? Wander off in the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. That's a lovely idea. Put him under a mask, give him some, like, weird, he's been mind-washed or whatever. <sighs> That'd have been fun. Yeah. I like that. Turn him into a credible threat. That'd be great, rather yeah. than just sort of disappearing into the ether. Make him the giant's twin brother. <sighs> and insist that they're twins. Even though like they've got that. different hair, builds, everything, gear. Yeah, why not? Give the giant a giant tattoo, and he doesn't have the giant tattoo. So he earns it? No, no, he just like doesn't Maui. get one. Okay. Like, they're just twin brothers, though. Because <laughs> all twins have matching tattoos, of course. Of course they do. Of course yeah. they do. Well, that's how you stay twins. So if the tat- if you get the tattoo removed... Then your twin would have to get it removed as well. What if they don't? Well, it's a law. You're a twin. Oh, so I thought one of you like dissolves or something. Well, the, you know how every single pair of twins you've ever met is wearing the same clothes? Yes. Well, that's the law. Ah, oh, right. They have so to go into CNA or wherever's open. I mean, they're fucked already. <laughs> CNA. I don't know if CNA's there anymore. They have to go to CNA. <laughs> they're fucked care. already. Uh, and they, <laughs> they have to go, they they pick have, out a they nice matching into, set of dungarees. You they know? have to go into Dixon, right? <laughs> Index. <laughs> 
Little Woods Matalan. Did I ever tell you my brilliant story about my dad and the Index Catalogue Shop? Oh, the Index Catalogue Shop was fucking banging. It was Argos, but cheaper. Yeah. It was the Primark of Argos. It was the Prime Argos. There was one in Worcester. Yeah. Uh, and it was at the time of the Thunderbirds Tracy Island craze. Oh, was that when they did the live-action film? No. no mate, oh, was this way, way back? Mate, I'm oh, okay. old as fuck. Right. Well, right, I'm talking right, right. the Tracy Island that was the must-have the, kids the toy, toy for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I used to have that fucking toy as well. <laughs> yeah. And my brother, my younger brother wanted one for Christmas, and they were a nightmare to get hold of. And my dad had heard from his mate in the social club that there was something like six coming into So he put index. on his balaclava and he got his sawn off. So right? my dad fucking shot up Index. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go to Index. He waited until he comes they out of left. prison tomorrow. They, they left the the warehouse. <laughs> Your dad's just in the family car. <laughs> Kids, get in quick! Opens. Oh, yeah, it takes you all along because your mouth's out. <laughs> Winds down the window like this because it's the nineties. It's the nineties, and he's just got the sword off. He's tap 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 tap, trying to maintain speed and drive. Pull over now. <laughs> Give me all your Tracy oh. Islands. And he's like, "I'm oh, sorry, mate. This is." This is the 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 Aqua CDs. <laughs> I want fucking Tracy Island. He's like that was Build the other me one band. out of Aqua CDs. Your dad looks over and there's another truck from the same warehouse going over like the a bridge like a mile back and it's like fuck motherfucker. <laughs> Quickly does a UE on the motorway. He's tearing down. You're all in the back now. Like oh my god, what's happening? And eventually you are thrown by your dad onto the back of the truck. At which point you have to open it with your teeth, uh, and then you claw in, uh, you claw your way in through a few boxes of different pairs of crap trainers that are kind of ripoffs. Uh, and then all of a sudden you get to the back, and there's a couple of action men you get momentarily distracted by, and so your dad's like, "Come on, Tom!" And then you go, "Oh, there it is!" And it's glowing. And it's going, ah! And then you like pick it up and you launch it at the car, and then your dad catches it and happy Christmas all around. It's sadly. My story is nowhere near as excited as that. That wasn't even exciting. <laughs> is that, mate? There was no Do, Mordor. Doing no. that in your, uh, imagine that in Sam's dystopian future, but robots are chasing you. And instead of Tracy Island, it's a fucking seven foot, one ton. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Savage, Slim Jim Slim Jim Pez dispenser. Oh, Dad, how did you know? With custom, with all new custom fitted sit up bench. You I clip on, it comes with a set of step ladders. <laughs> I genuinely can't follow the ultimate best. So my dad, my dad gets a tip off that there's six of these Tracy Island trucks turning up. Yeah. So he goes to Index and yeah. the queue out the door is already like 10 deep. He's like, yeah. well, I ain't getting in. But then he remembers that there's a back entrance to Index on the other street. Oh, and my dad just skills. chances his arm and goes there. And they opened that door first. Oh! Whoop! Straight in. One Tracy Island, please. A lot of evil stares from the people in the queue before yeah. him. And he's away. <laughs> fucking brilliant. My dad is fucking genius. That's fantastic. My, my dad is streets. And then he got in the car and <laughs> chased the robots out the right out the city. We it's jumped in the back. Not a family one, but some of this popped up in my brain from the late 90s. Was uh, like uh, when, where we used to live, we would go to like our big supermarket was in concert. Uh, and it was like the big Morrisons or whatever it was, like a Safeway at the time or something. Uh, but it was when DVD players were first starting to, you know, be fruitful and multiply and everybody was getting them. Yeah, you get um, them more frequently. They were all own. about 80 quid. Uh, they were massive, bulky, ugly fucking things that were like as wide as your TV mm -hmm. with a tiny disc tray uh, and a huge controller that had, you know, all these buttons that didn't need. Uh, and they were just ridiculous. But the it was like the number one thing for Christmas that year. And the uh, the Morrisons or the Safeway, whatever it was, uh, they had like a, a stock set of them. And I remember hearing about it from my dad. 
But because it was a thing on like local news, these blokes just turned up like Phoenix Knight style in high visors and just fucked off with the stock. They just came in the back, pallet like tray, went boop, 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 went out back, loaded it onto the back of a van and drove off with like a grand's worth of DVD player Bloody in like 1999. It? it was fucking brilliant. It was so funny. <laughs> I mean, confident. I mean, I'm not, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't be a crim because I, my guilty conscience would just, I would never sleep and I'd get heart palpitations. Yeah. But I'm always fascinated by the confidence tricksters. Yeah. The closest I've done, like, the closest I've come to being a confidence trickster is on two occasions when uh, I've been out with um, a friend and and with Alex the one time is we saw there was a private party on and yeah. I'm feeling a little bit like Devin May Care were dressed quite nice. We've been out for a day. Try and chance and it. And I went, oh, come on, let's go. She's like, no. And literally the bouncer's there and you go, evening. He goes, what? Morning. Yeah. And then the trick is, you can have this for free. If you ever find yourself breaking into a party, obviously if it's if it's free you beer. To, is it that you need to meet somebody first? No, you don't even need to meet somebody. Okay. What you do, and this is my little trick, is you go to the bar and when you're at the bar, you can look to the dance floor. It's always a busy dance floor. Yeah. You just gesture towards the dance floor. Right. The, the international hand gesture for, do you want a beer? Yeah. So you point and go, do you want a beer? Everyone on that dance floor assumes you're pointing at someone else. Yeah. But to the people around you, oh, he's getting So you've been seen by multiple people already at the bar. Or oh, and I'm pointing probably already a few drinks deep yourself yeah. on the evening. I'm so you're hiding look, in plain you sight. Apart. And I and I'm and I'm talking to somebody who's on the dance floor. So everybody who's looking at me goes, Oh, he knows somebody on the it's dance floor. Genius. Because I is it the American like frat party technique is to get in there, learn somebody's name as quick as you can, and then when they go, who the fuck invited you? You just go blah blah. Ah, that's a good go, shout oh, as okay. well. That's a good shout. Oh, I'm with uh, I'm with Oliver. Yeah, if it's a wedding though or something like that, yeah, your your trick is by far better. I think on many fronts. Yeah, it's yeah. worth trying. I've it? never never crashed a party. Never oh, crashed a party. it's good. For, it's it's. Like I said it's 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 <laughs> naughty, but it's good fun. <laughs> A little bit, little bit of cheeky fun. A <laughs> little bit of cheeky fun. Uh, anyway, Bagwell and Flair is happening. Uh, Bischoff, oh, yeah. Bischoff updates us that Randy Savage has taken Hogan to the hospital and he's on his way back. So he just like dumped him in reception. Ugh. Good luck, Hogan. Stay the fuck away from me tonight. Six or seven extra stomps just yeah. straight to the head. Hogan's oh, yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let him out. He's probably got a disease. Flair lights up Bagwell with chops, but Bagwell takes him down with a headlock. He gets big cheers for the females. Nice. A lot, a lot of lady love for Buff Bagwell. Bagwell setting Flair over the top gets a huge pop as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Flair tries some chops on Bagwell. Marcus absorbs them and starts hitting him with these fast punches. Yeah, they just kind of flinging like a boxer. Just flailing on him. Drops him out and he's just, you know what? Excellent work by Flair. Put, make it Bagwell look like a threat. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, hilarious as fuck spot that you, you I know that you picked up on because you, you messaged me on Slack about it. Uh, Flair, like Bagwell bounces off the ropes and Flair like motions towards him. It looks as if like he's going to go in as yeah. if he's going to go in, but then Bagwell goes flying past him yeah. too much momentum and Bagwell stops on the ropes. Now, initially it's like he stops himself on the ropes uh, and then realizes, Oh, I think he, I was meant to go flying over here. Yeah. So then he stops and then just flings himself over yeah. the top rope. It's like if he hits that, then after that first bounce, that entire first bounce of going back and forward, he's like, I needed to do something shit. And then he goes, whoop. But it's, it's just this that quick little second or so of just like, oh. It is a second that lasts a lifetime in that, in that particular <laughs> moment. Uh, woman distracts the referee, which allows Ric Flair to do nothing illegal at all. Yes. 
literally goes out of the ring, puts a boot to him and chucks him back in. He would have done that anyway. One final flurry from Bagwell. Of course, he throws Flair off the top rope. Yeah. He then gets a superplex for a near fall. He then goes for a, a springboard splash into the ring. I don't think I've ever seen Bagwell do before. Mm, it's certainly the type of thing you'd, I'd, I'd expect out of like Scotty Riggs. So it might be something they do like when they're teaming. Mm, maybe. But Flair gets the knees up, Mother Brown. Yeah. So Bagwell is absorbed, absorbs the knees instead. And then Flair puts the figure four on and gets a tap out. And that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. Flair refusing to release the figure four until Savage returns to run him off. And Savage, is he's gunning for Flair at this point. Yeah, he's aggro. He's in his NWO Savage gear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's had a little quick change on the way back from the Slim Jim factory. And uh, and so, yeah, so see you at Super Brawl, Savage and Flair in a steel cage. What was he doing at the Slim Jim factory? Is it the rumoured launch of the, 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 the Slim Jim launcher? The eight-foot the eight Slim so, Jim. So, you know, like Super Soakers? But instead, it's it's like you load it up instead of water. You just fill that little bottle with Slim Jims, and then you pump it up with air, and then you like... I'm just nailing people in the back row with Slim Jims. I heard that You can was... leave the wrappers on, but it will cause large foil cuts. See, that was what I heard. I also heard that the it was the launcher. It was the launcher, but it's a launcher for the new Slim Jim gravy. Yeah. Um, so it's just like a... Like a, like a white yeah. liquid. And in order... Like a sausage gravy. Like a sausage gravy. But it's... And there's a special technique to it. So what you do is you hold the super soaker and you have to move your hand very slowly at first. Right. And then speed up a little bit. Yeah. And then after a minute or two... See, I'd heard they were going for mortars with the gravy. No, no. They abandoned that whole mechanic and it was more of a... They'll stick it in there and then it just really explodes all over everybody. Uh, they, they. I mean, that's kind of what they're doing, but they want people to. They want it to be like an interactive game, so you've got the, you've got to do the pump action right. for it. Okay. They've got two uh, little canisters, uh, cylindrical canisters that yeah. you keep the gravy in. Sometimes it gets stuck, so you've got to give them a little bit of. Is a, the gravy heated? Pull at the same. Uh, it's quite warm. Has it got a heater element like a coil running? A little through chip, the... a little microchip sensor. That nice. as, soon, as soon as you start pumping it, yeah, uh, it heats it up. Can you um, put any other liquids in it, or is it... I mean, it's mainly it the locked, sausage gravy. Liquid-locked sausage it's, gravy. It's, it, is, it is their liquid-locked technology. You in there, it's going to be a little bit too thin. It's going to be too, too thin and dribbly. And and you need to use the exact sachets that they mm, sell for $10 a pop. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes... It, and it, depending on the model and the size, it can take a little bit of time, but eventually it... Incredible. Everywhere. All over it's amazing sausages. what they're coming up with it's, in, the, in the Far East in these here 90s. It is amazing what they're coming <laughs> up with. Main event of oh. Nitro. Christ. <laughs> and it's the Road Warriors facing Steer. Hang on. No. Who are they facing? Mankastang. Yeah. And Leg Luger. <laughs> Leg Luger. Mankastang and Leg Luger. Uh, and Sting is still a fucking moron, by the way. Oh, yeah. That still hasn't unaware changed. that Luger is, is being a heel. He's just like, oh, we're on a run of success. What was that to worry about there, Lex? And he goes, nothing, Sting, nothing. Yeah, what you oh, what like? worry about it? Then I'll just keep looking at me belt. I like how Sting is now Sting from the police. Yeah, basically. Hey, Lex Luger, what are you doing, man? Are you bitch? Are you <laughs> cheating, that's, Lex, man? That's, that's, how, that's how Sting sounds, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> hey, Ric Flair, if you screw me, oh, I'm going to be fucking mad. Which Which song? Which song? Which song does Sting come out to though? If it's Sting, Sting. He does this. He does that. In the fields of Bali, hit you with a bat. He's the man called Sting. <laughs> Every 
every breath you take. <laughs> so I'm having a fight with my main legs, Luca. He better not be a fucking cheat or I'll fucking have him. Uh, Luke, sting an animal, stop. Yeah. Uh, Sting gets the advantage. Now, uh, fucking hell, Animal, the strongest boy in the fight. Well, the big story is his back is fucked. Yeah, his back's done. Back's fucked. His back's so bad he couldn't even put on face paint today. I'd be so... <laughs> he just could be asked. <laughs> I feel so disappointed so far in this Road Warriors run because I just thought they'd come in and just fucking lay waste yeah. to everyone and they look so fucking it's weak. It's certainly a better match than last week, but uh, yeah. last week was it was a pretty... I wouldn't say appalling, but it just wasn't a very good exhibition of, of what they're known for. Didn't and showcase while, them. You know, I think you can argue that people don't really need the refresher. It's the fucking Legion of Doom. You know, it's still not the Legion of Doom that we're used to seeing. Mm. So it, it, it's a bit different, isn't it? Uh, Luger, oh, so tags are made after Sting gets the advantage on Animal and Luger and Hawk uh, are next in the match. Leg stupidly hits a pile driver on Hawk. You don't hit a pile driver on Hawk. <laughs> They, it replenishes him, if anything. Yeah, it's a weird glitch in the that. game. Yeah, It's a weird glitch in the Mega Drive version of Lex Luger, whereby if you hit him with a move, it puts his power back up. Uh, it's a pretty 50-50 affair for most of this part, apart from Animal, who takes an elongated back beating. Yeah. Uh, and just as kind of the match is getting going, boom! Yeah, we had to take a lovely skip forward in time thanks to the local power department. Do your fucking jobs. Yeah! So, in the darkness, it, it, so when what we don't see, the power goes out in the arena. Complete blackout in the arena. Yep. The match kind of carries on, but much slower. Yeah. Uh, whilst people rush around to try and get emergency backup generators yeah. on. So when you watch this on the network, it will literally just kind of go... It'll be like a little and static it, cut. It, and it'll it'll kind of come back up and it has a little like presented in as best original format as possible. Uh, production errors, all this shit. But yeah, the power goes out of the building. They have to kind of work through it. And to be fair to them, when we come back, the crowd is dead, but you fucking would be. Like, mm. you know, the power's gone, the atmosphere goes with it. But they largely manage to get through it and the crowd are back on their feet and cheering again and, and, and everything's all right. But again, as we mentioned last week, whenever anything dodgy happens yeah. on these episodes of Nitro, because of the 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 furore that Bischoff has whipped people into, yeah. everybody's going this is Vince. This is WWF. Yeah. They've cut the power. Those bastards. Those bastards. They've cut, cut an hour power. Bischoff has a way of saying that without saying that. Yeah. Where Bischoff kind of makes... Of a competitor whose name <laughs> with <laughs> Mince McHam. <laughs> <laughs> certainly fucking with our power this The Wobbly evening. Wobbly Federation. <laughs> they, they say, like, nobody is going to stop us from doing what we do. We are always going to be here. We will never stop. Ha <laughs> ha. I love a fight. Don't you, Mongo? Don't you love a good fight? And he says... That's what he says. He never once insinuates that WWF cut the yeah. power because he knows it's a power cut. These things happen, but he isn't going to tell people that it oh, wasn't no. Vince that well, cut the it. power. Yeah, any, any sneaky hype, bastard. Any hype is hype. Any hype is hype, right? So we come back after the static, and uh, the match is is kind of picks up once again. Like you say, they kind of get the fans back into it. Yeah. Uh, Animal powers up. Uh, on Luger, hits him with a big power slam. Jimmy Hart gets into the ring. And this is where I think, didn't Jimmy Hart used to marry, manage the Road Warriors briefly? 
Or was he always just against them in the WWF? I have no idea. I feel like he might have always been against them. As animal yeah, dis- they had they had Ellerin, didn't they? That's it, actually, yeah. As Animal grabs Jimmy, Luger jams the megaphone into Animal's bad back and pins him one was two, it a megaphone three. or was it a lead pipe because i think jimmy tries oh. to interfere with a lead pipe but has left his megaphone down or he gets knocked out but either way mm. it, it leads to another screwy lex cheating the win but this time sting's fairly certain something fuck he's afoot something's so fucking going on here he stops for about three whole seconds this time before going oh well we won let's get to the back <laughs> yeah basically is your fucking cheat lex no Alright, you fucking dial him, I believe you. It's it's getting, fucking next time. It's getting a bit hard to to sit there <laughs> and believe that Sting is this much of an idiot. <laughs> it is getting very hard to sit there and just be like, yeah, Sting still doesn't know. <laughs> Come on. Sting was late for Nitro the next day, so I'm sorry I'm late. Me mum sent us to the shop for a long wait. <laughs> and some and, and some checkered paint. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Real work experience shit. Ah, oh, some old school work experience shit now. Um, Sting is confused as to how the win went down. Not happy, but he accepts it because he's a fucking idiot. Mean Gene gets a word with the LOD. Animal is livid. He says he wants another shot of the titles. But after, Luger and Sting have faced Harlem Heat at Super Bowl. He's polite like that. Uh, but he warns Luger and Sting that they're not done with them. And uh, Hawk says words to a similar effect before leaving. All eyes now on Super Bowl. Yeah. With Hogan and, facing the giant, Savage facing Flair in cage matches. And then we go back to commentary because of the power outage. There's been like a, an extension granted to the show. Mm. So we go back to commentary and it's weird because people are filing out behind them. And <laughs> yeah. it's almost like, if you just take it out of context, like everybody's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they can't wait to get home and watch the replay. <laughs> that's what's happening here. And that's Nitro. You know yeah. what? We've like... This has probably been one of the better ones as yeah, of late. Yeah, it started picking up. Like, last week was mm. all right. This week's been all right. It's hopefully going to keep going and keep going. I like the fact that we had different people doing different things, like Benoit and Savage mm-hmm. and Flair and Bagwell. Why not? Well, Bagwell, I think, could have been a really, really, really solid underdog babyface had circumstances been different. And mm-hmm. I think putting him up against people like Flair... I mean, the crowd go wild for him, and he's got quite an energetic move set for the time. Yeah, uh, quite unique for the time, where it's a lot of like the springboarding stuff, and the way he moves is quite dynamic. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see them sort of put in that bit of faith in, you know, some of the new generation like Benoit and Bagwell, and yeah, yeah, that's, that's not, and we'll see more of that maybe at Super Brawl, which is next on the docket. Watch along for watch Super Brawl. We'll watch along a Super Brawl, and you'll join us next week for that. And until we are next back together, he is at the Sam Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Coldaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us, you fucking dialer. Gonna go and fucking get that macho man seven foot Slim Jim machine. It's funny. Don't forget the mortar, the splashy mortar. That's the that's the main one everybody wants for Christmas. Dick jokes all the way. Been dick jokes all the way down. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.